top to top, we top to top. From the shots that's called to the time my hawks to the league boss. And the ones who lost, give it to me once. I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off. Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Cup top to top, which out of spots. It is Monday afternoon, July 1st. So you are tuned in to Talk That Talk on 91.5. The Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are recording live from the basement of UNLV here at the Greenspun Urban Affairs Building on campus here at UNLV. Alex White is not in the studio today, but I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in with a regular voice that you guys hear. It just depends on when you guys are here. But Duna is back in the building. Deontay Hagler is here with us. What's going on, my man? What's going on? What's going on? Man, it's a it's a full day. It's a full day, and I got, I got the strangest feeling that basketball is about to dominate this conversation. Um, but with that in mind, let's give everybody a little bit of an update of what's going on here in Vegas. Um, once again, I want to thank you to Fred Hassan, who did last week's show, who is the owner of Sit Means Sit Dog Training. Uh, and if you guys are wondering if that name sounds familiar, that is the father. And I, I'll say, yes, we, we consider pets or in, and any type of pet, actually, our kids. Um, and I can't really be around a person who doesn't. I don't, I don't know. That's kind of awkward to me. What's the point of having a pet if you don't consider it a part of the family? But anyway, um, Fred Hassan is actually the dad and the owner of Finn the Bat Dog for the Las Vegas Aviators um here in uh i just said las vegas but here playing at the las vegas ballpark here in downtown Summerlin. just to give you guys a quick little update on what's been going on with the aviators uh the aviators are currently in the middle of a five game is it five game? i want to say five um in the middle of a five game stand home stand against the reno aces this is an in-state rivalry series this is very very interesting first game it didn't really get started out too well for the aviators lost on saturday night 20 to 9 um that's the second time this year where i kind of looked up at the scoreboard and i was like okay what sport am i watching (laughs) (laughs) i I think it was i think the aviators i'm trying to figure out when the date was but the aviators lost 26 to 11 and it was june 7th or excuse me june 6th against round rock and not even gonna lie i looked up and it was 21 to 7 and it kind of snapped and i was like wait what's going on right now what am i what what game am i at all right and then yesterday the aviators took the 4-3 win against reno and then uh like i said we got games tonight tomorrow night and wednesday here in vegas um definitely check them out please check them out please check them out so many different stories with the aviators it was a walk-off win yesterday with sky boat who's definitely a fan favorite. If you picked up your, uh, not this current issue of the Las Vegas Weekly, but the last issue, uh, Sky Boat is actually on the front. Fan even makes an appearance. Um, but yeah, the Aviators are definitely not short of uh, excitement for sure. I guess that's one thing that you can say. Um, and then the next one is actually something that you cover, Duna, and you something that you cover a lot of, actually. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Aces. Man. Yeah, man. The Aces have a game tomorrow. Tomorrow, the yeah. Aces have a game tomorrow against the Chicago Sky yes, um, at, 12. at 12. Yes, sir. And as a matter of fact, they are winners of three of their last four and even four of their last, what is that, six. Yeah. Uh, you can continue to go back and look a little bit about this team, but as good as advertised. I'm, I'm not even going to even look at standings, but I'm talking about in terms of excitement, in terms of um, 
speculation in terms of getting Cam Beige uh, before the season started. Um, obviously, second year for Asia, uh, for Asia Wilson. I mean, at this point, I mean, everybody was saying that it was a lot to look up to in terms of the aces and a lot to look forward to. Uh, and I think they're putting that they're putting that to display on the floor or they're putting that on display on the floor. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about it since you've seen it up close and personal. <clears throat> well, like I've been telling everybody, mm -hmm. just relax. This team, you know what I'm saying? This team has to come together. They have to mesh. Like, they've really been meshing lately since they've had, you know, every the full roster's been back fully healthy, you know, and everybody's been playing playing well. Asia getting her career high points now, 39 yep. points. Yep. Um, Cambridge is almost averaging a double-double. McBride out here with a double-double good get you, like, 20 points and, like, 10 assists. There you go. Like, this team is amazing, and, like, people just have to, like, be patient with this team as well, you know, like – because they are playing against good teams out there. Like, there are some great teams. And they play against those great teams, but they also play – when they play, uh, like, the bad teams, mm -hmm. they play to their, uh, to their competition. They play down to it. To yeah, their they play down to their competition. And I think, you know, I think you got to – those are the teams that you got to blow out, you know. Absolutely. Like, you shouldn't lose to a team that's 0-4. You Absolutely. know, you got to blow that team out. I mean, two things I actually want to touch on that you just talked about. The first thing is playing down the competition. I, I'm a firm believer, and obviously you you can't let that happen. But I'm a firm, an even firmer believer that you have to win something before you can before you can kind of walk around and have that mentality. Yeah. One thing that my goddad told me that just sticks with me, because um, he knows for a fact that I don't like suits. Like he knows that I'm just like <laughs> I'm. That's not my thing. I just don't. And, and it's not even like I don't like them. It's that I don't like the feeling that I have to be in one to fill some sort of quota. Like, I, yeah. I just, I never liked it. So, um, and it's funny because people always ask me, like, well, if ESPN wanted to hire you tomorrow, what would you do? I would be in that ESPN office with a suit on. What are you talking about? Yeah, like. What are you asking me? Don't point out the obvious. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I would put it on. It's just, I don't feel like I need to put it on in order to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, um, I think that it's interesting when you look at something like that because, um, I'm trying to try because I was about to say it's two different points. I know the first point was you mentioned injuries. Yeah. Looking at this team, I mean, I think the NBA Finals kind of just proved how big injuries can be if you didn't understand what it was before. Exactly. Um, but the other point that I was mentioning about the suits, my goddad had to tell me something, and he was like, and this goes back to playing down to your competition. He said, "Yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but until you're in demand, you can't make demands." Mm. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Shut me right up. I was like, all right. You just got to be like, all right. All right. I was. I sat there and was like, you know what? You might be onto something. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But the Aces got two games. Actually, I lied. Three games this week: Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah. Um, two of them are here in Vegas, and one is actually on the road. Sundays is on the road. Um, in New York against the Liberty. But Tuesday's game, I think I already mentioned it, is against the Chicago Sky here at the Mandalay Bay Event Center, and then on yes. Friday which we'll talk about with Friday marks as well. The Washington Mystic will be in town taking on the Las Vegas Aces. Man. Um obviously it's a lot going on in the month of um in the month of July especially here in uh honestly just all summer. All, all summer. summer in uh in Vegas and it always happens every single year, but one addition this year is the hometown Las Vegas Aces hosting the WNBA All-Star Game for 2019. Uh, that's a big move, um, especially considering, like I said, every all the excitement and the speculation for the team yeah. coming into this year to have the home venue be on be on full display during during this type of exciting time. Um, 
it's gonna it's, I think it's gonna go a long way. I really do. I think a lot of people are gonna look at Vegas as uh, a free agent destination, and I know a lot of people like to for whatever reason. I, I recently, I mean, you covered the team. Um, I've done uh, um, a column before where uh, I think I think I think their uh, tagline for the, for the WNBA is "Watch me work," and I think I did a, a chatterbox corner along the lines of some. The headline was something like. Uh, these women are hard at work. Why is no one watching? Something like that. And yeah. um, and like I said before, a lot of people are, <laughs> a lot of people are not willing for whatever reason to consider the W the, the WNBA like an actual sport. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing in history. Like, I just I I don't get it. I've and I've never understood it. Um, especially considering some of the ghosts that we've gotten from that. Like you know oh, what's yeah, funny? Like we have like top. Like top top w, tier, like top tier WNBA players, like absolutely. And, and it's funny because um, I remember being younger and telling somebody that my favorite WNBA player, like at the time, was Becky Hammond. And a lot of people was like, "Wait, what? You watch the WNBA?" And I was like, "Who? I mean, you don't?" And they were like, "Well, not enough to have a favorite player." Like, and I was sitting there like, "Well, Diana Taurasi is the Jordan of the league, but okay." <laughs> and they were like, "Who is that?" And I'm like. All right, cool. Yeah, like, you, you got to expect, like, some people don't even consider, like, they don't even want to watch the WNBA. Only right. because it's, for one, it's not as big as the NBA. That's one. Right. Two, it's not as exciting because, I guess, to some people, women can't dunk. Right. But I've definitely seen women dunk. So Plenty of them. <laughs> watching, in, watching that league. So, like, it's very, like, it's different. Like, I really like the WNBA and... Like to actually watch the Aces and watch what they're doing in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Vegas would now be the attractive city to be in. Like absolutely, and it's and gonna happen. kind of to the point that you were just mentioning. I think because of an event like this, obviously we've already done. Um, the city of Vegas has already done uh, All Star Weekend in two thousand and seven yeah. for the NBA. Um, I think a lot of people, especially the Raiders, I feel like it's going to be the the, the big top, test. The That's top. going to be the uh, the absolute test. Yeah. Um, especially having, I think. We can get into that probably when football season starts. But getting A.B., I think, was a huge reason why they did that, by the way. I think that was a huge reason why that organization did it. We can get into that uh, a different day. But um, looking at this, I think there are going to be a lot of free agents in the WNBA that wants to give Vegas a try. Not only because the team – I do believe the team is going to win. But a winning culture being established here in Vegas on top of being in Vegas, I mean – I mean, you, you can look at the Golden Knights just from the first two seasons and see if you're winning how much fun the city can be. And, I mean, the Golden Knights might have even had a little caveat because I was the first professional team. So win or lose, they were probably going to have the support and anyway. Still did the exact same thing they did the year before. So Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's consistent. Like, you have to be consistent here now. Now that we have the Knights, you know, you have to be consistent here. And I think with the Aces, they started off, their first season here was like, eh, it's a little rough patch because, you know, it's right. like new. It's right. a new area, new setting. So with season two, I'm telling you, it's going to be different. This is this is going to be different. This is going to be exciting. The Aces are really going to show how much Vegas supports them. Like Absolutely. Like, it's just to see the city grow, man, it's amazing. Like I mean, and I think a big, a big factor of that, too, is making sure that people actually show up for the WNBA All-Star game um or yeah. yeah just show up for for the festivities in general um at the Mandalay Bay Event Center 
Um, and once again, that is going to be on July 27th. That is a Saturday. That is Saturday, July 27th here in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Event Center. If you guys are just tuning in, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on W. I almost said on WPMD, and I got a habit of doing that because that was my Cerritos <laughs> College radio station. I'm a forever shout out WPMD. Casey Petrowski, what's going on? Um, but you guys are listening to Talk That Talk now on 91.5, the Rebel HD2 KUNV, the broadcast service of UNOV. Um, where are we at? Oh, okay. And speaking of everything that's going on in the city of Vegas, um, it's about that time. It's it about is. that time again. Yes, it is. Uh, not only do the Aces have a game on Friday, um, it's tough. So a lot of young fellas with, with some games on Friday. Some young talent. Yes, a lot of them. As NBA Summer League, the MGA, MGA, MGM Resorts International NBA Summer League 2019 taking place at the Thomas & Mack Center and at the Cox Pavilion on the campus here, on this campus, at this UNLV. Campus. I'll be there. Duna will be there. Of course. Tyler Sher from the uh, Scarlet and Gray Free Press, the sports editor, he'll be there. Daryl Harris will be there. Alex White will be there. Uh, Alex Jernigan from Rebel Riot will be there. All of us. Uh, we, yeah, we'll all be there. We'll all be <laughs> all there. We're, we're all of us gang gang. <laughs> a team. A team. <laughs> it's official. It's official, man. The, the group chat has been on fire this entire week, probably for the last two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, we're going to try to get up. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're going to try to get a podcast going on Wednesday. Uh, we got to get a podcast done before uh, Summer League. Um, yeah, because some, some some of our summer plans have gotten kind of you know, muddy a little bit. Yeah, slightly altered. Not necessarily for Summer League, but just in other things we wanted to do over summer. Yeah. But it's our first year in terms of putting everything together. So it'll, it'll, it'll come along. I'm definitely not... Not too um not too worried about it. Episode eight of the OD podcast has been up on YouTube for a little bit now. Uh BB Trend, shout out to Ivy Rose, shout out to Aaliyah, shout out to Caprice who actually did the episode with yeah, us. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, man. Shout out. Uh <laughs> they keep it going, man. They keep it going. Yeah, man. Um that's funny. Like the group chat is so funny because you can't even leave if you wanted to. You can't. Like, even like, if you were like, Yeah, y'all, I'm just you got not it. feeling it right now. You could everybody would be like, yeah, no, no. You could, you, you could put us on. You could put us on mute. But guess what? When you check their messages. We waiting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Probably flaming you for leaving. <laughs> um. Oh man. I, I have so many different group chats too. Like it's like. It's it's, it's a whirlwind. People love to low key look at my text messages sometimes, and and I don't know why people do that anyway. It's the weirdest thing when they look at the little blue bubble. Like when you're, if you're typing a text message and they look at the little blue bubble and they see whatever number it is and they're like, oh man, you got 210 messages. Who's texting you? Did it? Relax. It's from two different group chats. Calm down. <laughs> like I'm talking to the same 19 people. Like relax. But anyway, um, Summer League is starting on Friday. Again, we have some big plans for Summer League, some big projects that we're working on, not just the writing aspect of it. Um, man. You gotta keep the secret though. Oh, definitely, definitely. Got to know. Got to got to keep that top notch. Yeah. Um. But again, like I said, beyond the, behind behind the scenes, all access, uh, summer league. We're gonna try to bring it to you guys as vividly as we can. Uh, we'll try to make sure that it's a lot of social media. We'll try to make sure it's a lot of pictures. Try to make sure it's a lot of descriptive writing for you guys. Yep. Uh, last year we appreciate you guys supporting the way that you guys did. It was our first time, uh, trying to go as in depth as we did in terms of coverage of summer league. We 
we did the full what was that 12 days i think it was we did the full 12 days um yeah i mean i'm expecting bigger things the second time around um and hopefully it keeps getting bigger don't worry, I'm I'm bringing my A game. This is my first time. So man, I trust you, man. Game, man. I trust you, man. Bringing we didn't see your work game. with the with the Aces. We've seen your work, um, not only with the Aces, but on campus. We've on seen campus, your yeah. we've seen your work with the uh, with the almost at the WBA. We've seen your work <laughs> with the women's basketball team here on campus. Man. I mean, if Coach Ko calls you into her huddle, almost. I mean, you 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 gotta look at something like that. Anybody that who cover and and Coach K. I'm, I tell people all the time, Coach KO is an amazing human being, she's like aside amazing. from coach. She's awesome. She was like a coach to me, too. Absolutely. You know so, uh, being in that environment, that was pretty awesome. So, she's definitely For sure. an awesome person. Like. For sure. And, I mean, and that goes that goes to say a lot about any reporter. When um, I try to tell people as much as possible, um, look at it as an embedded reporter with in 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 any military setting yeah they wear fatigues they eat with them they go to sleep with them they do all these different things uh share car rides with them like all of these different things um share intel even it's one of those things to where i tell people all the time (laughs) how can i put it (laughs) on the surface i understand a lot of um teams and organizations and athletes whatever the case may be it is a it is a professional setting, so they'll tell you like obviously you can't do everything with this. You can't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You'd be surprised when you actually get in good with a team. Yeah. And you're that reporter because I tell people all the time, especially on campus, it's different because regardless of the fact, even if you're writing for the newspaper, let's say you're working for Rebel Report, or let's say you're doing something here at the um at the radio sh- at the radio station, you constantly see these players. You constantly see these coaches, whatever the case may be. So you're a beat writer. Yeah, you you basically like I said earlier, like you're basically part of that team. Absolutely, like, you're basically part of that team. The coach, the the team's coach is basically like your coach for sure. You know, you you got to get the information from them. You know, in order so, to get anywhere for sure. And like you said, it, it kind of builds up that camaraderie. And um, and again, I, I've said this before, and I'm gonna continue to say it only because I feel like um a lot of people don't really take heed to it, but I need them to understand that it does happen. Medina, shout out to Medina Rose as well, working hard at XS. Shout out to Club XS. But um Yeah. <laughs> but uh Medina asked me a question before and she was like, Do you feel the need to tell your audience everything that like you hear and everything that you come across? And I was like, Wow, like I hope I don't lose fans for this, but I told her I was like, No. No. Nah. And I told her, and I was like, any reporter that tells you that they do tell their audience everything they know tell you. is a lie. They're <laughs> yeah. lying. I promise you that they're lying. <laughs> they the I promise you, because a lot of it you can't even figure out. You can't even tell anyway. Yeah, you got to keep that information to yourself. Absolutely. And it's one of those things to where I tell people all the time, you have to s- sit down sometimes and realize, because everybody, of course, wants to be a journalist that breaks a story. You have to be... You have to be... How can I put it? You got to have self-restraint. Definitely self-restraint, but you have to have your morals. Yeah. And and I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Do you want to do you want that publicity from being the first to turn in a story and being the first to report on something if it doesn't sit right with you? True. And if you know that you're going to ruffle feathers and if you know that you can't back it up with certain things, it's it's plenty of different. Like, obviously, I know you know about it. Moving parts that go into it. But. I look at a situation like USA basketball practice and 
I heard certain things, obviously from plenty of different places. And a lot of it was, and one person, one thing that Medina asked me, she was like, well, what don't you tell? Like, what do you kind of keep to yourself? And I told her, honestly, anything player to player. Personal. That's them talking. Yeah. I don't care what I hear. I didn't hear it. I, <laughs> I didn't hear it. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear and it. I met, and I met Melo <laughs> in high school. And I remember me and Melo were standing next to each other watching Paul George, Victor Oladipo, KD, uh, Devin Booker. Miles Turner, I think that was all of them. That was over there uh, doing like a doing like a one on one ladder challenge. Yeah. And it's funny because me and Melo were standing next to each other, and somebody walked up to Melo and shook his hand, and was like, "All right, Melo, good luck in Houston." And when he said it, Melo kind of slowly turned and looked at him, and I was like, "There goes that." <laughs> and Melo just looked at me and shook his head in slow mo, and I was like, "Dog." Yeah, you can't even. I don't know what to tell you. And Melo was just like, thanks. And he kind of looked around and nobody else really reacted. So I thought about it and was like, hmm. Everybody expected him to go to to go to go um, Houston anyway. I had I even said it beforehand. Uh, I said Houston and um, Portland, I think it was. Oh, who did it? Nice, nice in Portland. in Portland, absolutely, especially with the run that they made. Oh my goodness! Oh man, they still should look at them. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> LA. <coughs> oh, what's that? Okay. A LeBron fan talking in the background. Um, oh, so anyway, as I said before, <laughs> yeah, man, um, I think it's just one of those things where it's a lot of moving parts. So um, I heard Mike Conley actually have a conversation with somebody over USA Basketball practice. And um, it just doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I mean, at the end like, of the day, it's one of those things to where it's like, especially the mellow situation, because I thought about it and was like, do I break this story as a kid from UNLV? Say that I heard it from sources, like do all this different stuff. And I was like, that might actually catch fire. Da, da, da. Melo would know absolutely who, who broke that story. Of he course. would absolutely know. Of course. He would absolutely he would have known without question. Cause me and him locked eyes when it happened. And I was like And it's personal. It's a personal connection. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all cool. You know, like he's like, Oh, I can trust him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you would have broke it, he'd have been like, I can't there, trust there him. There that go. I can't trust him no more. I can't give him my insight. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, do you want to be the Chris Boussard of ESPN or do you want to be the Woj of ESPN? Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Like, you got to pick and choose your battles. So Yeah, I mean, man. You're either going to be lo- – I mean, and that's and that's the craziest thing because I, t- I tell people all the time, especially at Summer League uh, last year, uh, one of my friends asked me, she was like, um, did you have any, like, like – lose your breath moments and i was like a couple of them and she was like because i know you don't really get like rattled by certain things because I, I wasn't working technically when lebron came but yeah. they let us know the day before and when i let the person who was working know that this was gonna happen about this time about the entrance whatever whatever letting them know kind of prepping them he was like well dang man are you coming down and i was like no, no. and he was like why and i was like i absolutely love brian but First of all, summer league is 12 days, and I got to be there every day anyway. So if I'm not working, I'm at the house trying to relax. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, what is, is Brian playing? He was like, no. I was like, is Brian doing media? He was like, no. Nope. I'm showing up to just look at Brian. To just look at him, take a picture of him. You can't even take a picture with him. Yeah, he I was like, I'm not doing that. He's going to keep walking. You exactly. He's going to keep walking unless you got on some LeBrons. Unless you got, if you got on some And LeBrons, then he will show love. He will be like, he oh, will show man, love. I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> he has a habit for that. <laughs> and and like I said, I, I didn't necessarily take it like that, but I kind of told him, and I was like, no, I'm not showing up for that. I don't. 
I would have. I, I don't. No. Well, my whole thing was, and this is the way I try to operate through life too. I was, I, I looked at it. I literally looked at it as, if it's meant for me to meet Bron, it'd be a situation where I will talk to him and it'll happen. Yeah, that's how that's how I start to look at things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it happens, it happens. Like. Like I said, like when I met Kobe, it was just a coincidence that I was actually working at Aces game. Exactly. Boom, he was there. And then like I was like, whoa, it's Kobe Bryant. And you're in your element already. So you have a reason to talk to him. You got a clear path to talk to him. Yeah. It's all open. Like when it was here, when it was Braun, Westbrook, and CP3. Yeah, man. I I was supposed to go to that game too. I was kind of sick to my stomach because I was like, man, I was debating on do I want to work the Aces game Mm -hmm. or go to work. You went like, to work. I went to work. You went to work. I went to work. <laughs> I had to make my money. And then next thing I know, they out here at the game. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> that's it. That that right there is like a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Probably like uh, some pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to. And even that, like, seeing their face. Yeah. Because like I said, Summer League, you're definitely going to see it um, this year for sure. And we have to take a quick uh, break after this. but And then when I come back, we'll talk about the, I guess you could say lose my breath moments in terms of Summer League. But um, yeah. But like you said, and being in that type of situation, and as well as just tweeting, being in that type of situation, um, it forces you to, even if you think that you're not ready, it forces you to get ready. Like, in that moment. Like, you have no choice but to get ready in that moment. Um, once again, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, The Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in with my co-host currently, which is Deontay Hagler, a.k.a. You know, Duna. We call know. him Duna. You know. Alex White is not in right now, but we will be right back. Once again, it's the summertime, so it's very, 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 very limited commercial interruptions. We will have a short break right now for less than 30 seconds, and we'll come back and talk some more NBA Summer League. The summertime is proud to support programming on 91.5 Jazz and More. Session 3 starts July 15th. UNLV Summer Term offers over 3,000 courses and sections on campus and also online. Students can attain additional college credits and fast-track graduation. Information on course schedules, payment plans, dates, and deadlines is at summerterm.unlv.edu. Summer Term. Be inspired. (laughs) Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, broadcasting live from the basement of UNLV here at the Greenspun Urban Affairs building on campus, Maryland Parkway. You know where to find us. We're not too far. Not too far. I'm your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Alex White, my co-host, is not in today. She's out doing some some heavy lifting. Shout out to Kenny White as well. Uh, shout out to Kenneth Emerson. Shout out to Olivia Emerson. Shout out to shout out to Mama Donna. Always have to shout out uh, Alex's mom. Um, shout out to the family. Shout out to the supporters. We are in with Deontay Hagler, aka Duna. Big time. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Um, let me see. Okay, so as a matter of fact, we were talking summer league, but I want to get into this tip in from my mom really quick. Um, and I think this is kind of interesting, especially considering some of the stuff that we're trying to do moving forward. Um, but this tip in from my mom says, logic will get you from point or from yeah from point A to point B. Imagination will take you everywhere. Um, that's that's pretty dope. Only because. It seems like just another version of something that we've been told, I feel like, almost all our lives, and especially in black households, for sure. Uh, it's not always what you know, but it's who you know. Yeah. And um, it's funny because I said that for years. I said that until, I mean, I still say it to this day. And one of my senior, um, or one of my teachers my senior year, shout out to Mr. Brown, 
uh, my government and my econ teacher who heard that same, I guess he had it growing up in his household as well, kind of heard that same thing and was like, yeah, but what you know keeps you there. And I was like, yep. yeah, sounds sounds pretty fitting. Yep. Um, but before the break, before that short break, we were actually talking about NBA Summer League. And NBA Summer League is something that happens here in Vegas, here on the campus of UNLV every single year. Uh, has yeah. been since I can remember. Um, I'm super excited about this year, as I am every year. But before we actually went to uh, that commercial break, we were talking about like gasp moments, like lose my breath moments at um, at Summer League. And the reason why, like I said, I wasn't like super stoked about the LeBron thing is only because I was like, and I tell people at the time, it helped that I did two interviews that I remember specifically where I didn't know if I was ready in the moment and I had to do it. Yeah. The first one, I put the pressure on myself. The second one, uh-uh. I had pressure from other from, from another place. But the first one was, uh, it was a family member, believe it or not, but it was my cousin and I was in Texas and um, I was interviewing uh, Tim Brown. And I purposely, I was like seven or eight. And I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is going to end up being one of my first interviews on camera, whatever, whatever. Which I still think is a dope interview, by the way, if I could ever find it and get the audio up. But um, sure enough, my mom was recording. And as soon as I sat down, I kind of looked over at the camera. And I didn't know she was recording at the time. And you could see me like, where are my hands? And she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm nervous. And she was like, that's your cousin. Like. Y'all got the same blood. What's going on? And I was like, I don't think you get it. Like, I'm sitting in front of Touchdown Timmy. Like, this yeah. man has a Heisman. And she and he started laughing. And I was like, all right, I, I really don't think you guys are making it better right now. Like, I'm like, I'm eight years old, and I'm I'm sweating profusely over it's here. It's a big moment. Yeah, this is different for me. So, and then ninth grade year, I got a, I got a text message uh, when I was sports editor from my teacher. Shout out to Danielle Paul, who actually gave me, like, my first shot in this field. Um... Gave me the sports editor job as an underclassman, like I said, as a freshman in high school and didn't never. She said that she had never given it to an underclassman before. Um, and she gave me a call and was like, uh, she was like, it's big news going on in the in the, um, in the gym. She was like, I need you to go down and get some type of uh, get some type of um, press for it. I was like, OK, cool. What's going on? She was like, Kobe's debuting as Kobe Fours. And I was like, mm, here right now, like on campus. Kobe and she Fox. was like yeah like the next 30 minutes go to the library or go to the gym and i was like yo so i told my teacher fast like yo i gotta leave like i gotta go do something so i couldn't really tell them why i was leaving either so i was kind of just like i gotta i i I gotta go that way so like i said I, i look back to those two stories and me having to interview Kobe uh, my freshman year of high school, like not really understanding what this job really entails and doing the, um, the Tim Brown interview at, before the age of 10, it made Summer League a lot easier to deal with because I'm going to be honest, it's, you, I'm sure it'd be easier for you too because obviously being around Bronk, CP, Russ, yeah. Kobe, D Fish, every WNBA superstar that was on the court that day. That was a lot in itself going on, especially game one. That's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Um, Summer League is the same way. And Summer League is going to be so much that's going on outside of the game. Like, so it's a lot of people in terms of entrances, a lot of people or guest appearances, a lot of in terms of press conferences, um, um, players that are signing new contracts during free agency, doing pressers, doing their first time talking to media. It's a lot going on. It's about to be crazy. So everybody's going to lose their mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So it becomes one of those things to where – 
when I said like, nah, I'm not gonna be there. Everybody was kind of like, well, this the only day he's gonna be here. Did it? I was like, dog, I don't care. Yeah, like that. That sounded like that sounded like me when I first like started. I was like, yo, this is like this is like amazing. Like, mm-hmm. like these are people like I wouldn't even see like on a on a regular day, you know. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm just like, you gotta treat him how you would treat yourself like, absolutely how would you want to be treated if you was like a big time star or celebrity you would want to be treated like normal you treat me like a regular human being don't treat me like i'm like i know i'm up here but don't <laughs> don't treat me like i'm already up there you know like just come to me normal on a personal level talk to me on the normal level let's chop let's let's just talk it out you know i'll let you get an interview in if need be or you know we connect. I see your face. I know your face. And the next time I see you, it's it's, it's different. Up. It's now I know that you're doing what you got to do, and mm-hmm. I got to do what I got to do. So let's help each other out. It's gonna be one of those things. So that's how I started looking at it, and then I was like, okay, cool. No time to be nervous now. Absolutely not. It's like you got to do your job. They doing their job. You know, it's so, exactly what they doing. And and I think we talked about it a little bit too. But summer league too, it helps out understanding that it's twelve days. Yeah. So I tell you all the time, day one, talk to everybody. Take business cards, take whatever you have. Take if if you got just a, a IG that you want to give out, whatever it is, have it ready. So that yeah. way you can let people know, hey, this is what I'm doing. This, this is where is you can me. find me. Da-da-da, because I find myself sending tweets back and forth with people and DMs back and forth with people that I met at last year's summer league. And I'm putting two and two together. But um, I was talking with the editor uh, over at, um, I'm trying to remember, and I'm, Fight Hype. There we go, Fight Hype. Um, shout out to Sean Zatel, too. I've been trying to get him on uh, on the show as well, either to call in or come in and talk some boxing with us. Um, but shout out to, uh, I was speaking with uh, one of the editors over at Fight Hype um, during Sean's baby shower. And they were talking to me about, what was it? It was the joe horn and terrence crawford fight Mm. um and they were like uh and he was asking me he was like well how'd you get because i showed him the story and i kind of broke down all the different bouts that was on the card and he was like and i had interviews from like from the winners and stuff and he was like how'd you get these quotes and i was like what do you mean like they were my interviews and he was like well how'd you get backstage like were you going in the locker rooms i was like yeah yeah he was like, well, how'd you do that? He was like, because they don't even let, like, and that was your first fight? And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, they don't even let experienced credential writers, like, go back there. How'd you do it? And I told him, if I'm walking around with a credential. I'm going to act like I've been there. <laughs> absolutely. I tell people all the time, in order to stay there, you got to act like you've been there. Exactly. That was my first fight. Wouldn't nobody in that building be able to, outside of Sean, be able to tell you that that was my first fight? I didn't know what I was doing. That's part of the reason why I was walking around. Because I was like, let me see if I can find something here. Let me see if I can find a story here. And sure enough, I'm walking into Shakur Stevenson locker room after a win. And I'm like, hmm, Shakur, you want to talk to UNLV? <laughs> he was like, I bet. Sit down. All right, cool. That's what it was. I was going to JB. I was going to Joseph Benavidez like, you, like this is, this is what it what's is. going on? <laughs> I was going to JB like, what's, what's, let, let's talk. So, I mean, uh, as as we said before, it's a lot going on, and I feel like this has been super long-winded about Summer League. But um, just to kind of address that point that was said before, I did have some, like, oh, my gosh moments. Like, I, I got I to gotta yeah, straighten like, up. Like you're going to have those moments. Like, everybody's going to sure. have those moments. But it's, like, it's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, okay, like, I can resist. 
I can resist it enough mm-hmm. to get these questions in there. Mm-hmm. And know? even and even people too, because the two stories that I'm about to tell, I didn't even interview. Is it three stories? But the two uh, people that at least I'm about to tell stories about, um, it wasn't even like an interview setting. Actually, all three of them it wasn't even an interview setting. It was just me trying to talk to them and just show love at the same time. Yeah. Um, get to know them. Absolutely. I was sitting right next to Woj when he broke the Isaiah Thomas to Denver news, and when he broke that news. I was watching whatever game I was watching, but I kind of stood up and I was standing behind the camera and I was just watching him work and I was watching the countdown and I was watching how in between takes, he was literally taking out his phone and he had mad notifications that he had to get through. And I'm sitting there like, hmm, whenever an athlete wants news out, they hit him directly. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. All right. So when he got through talking, um, I, I told you I was passing on my business card left and right. Like, here, this is who I am. Talk to me, whatever, whatever. It came to Woj, and I told him, and I was like, I'm sure you get this a lot. I was like, but obviously, I was like, just the respect that you have across the board in the game, I was like, that's something that's admirable for sure. And he's the only person that I asked, could I give him my card? I was that kind of, like, shell-shocked. I was like, can I, like, give you my business card? And he was like, sure, do you have it? And I was like, yeah, it's in my pocket. (laughs) Oh, I should probably grab it. I was like... (laughs) I'm just standing there in front of him. And I did that two other times. I didn't even give them my business card, but um, I had to just say something. Uh, when Magic walked in, when Magic walked in, I was like, just growing up in LA, if you don't look at Magic Johnson and feel like a godfather feel, that's what people all the time. If you want to do anything in California, Southern California specifically, I feel like if, my, if Magic gives you the okay or gives you or backs you or stands behind you, stands beside you, it's a wrap. Is a, it's going to take off? Yeah, he has that much plug in the city, so it's magic. Exactly. It's so magic, to like. see him, to hear those stories that he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room, to see him and to literally be like, okay, this is like the Godfather of the city. Let me see if he's really about everything that my dad told me he was about. Magic could have easily became my favorite player that I've never watched see play that day, just from talking to him because I was like, it's genuine. Even yeah. if he's talking to you and he doesn't know, and, and I've told this story before too when I was talking to him, I'll tell you the third person we were talking to, I didn't remember it at the time, but I was like, who is this in the corner staring at us, like being weird? <laughs> but it was Rob Palenka, and I'll never forget it because to see what, how, what transpired, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense why if Magic is having a conversation with somebody you've never seen before, why you're so interested in the combo. Yeah. It could also be why the third person is, the third person being there could have kind of thrown him off. But the absolute moment where I didn't care about anything, I'm going to be completely honest, where I didn't care about nothing. Like, I was like, I'm about to step foot on this floor. I don't care. When Jerry West walked in. That's when I for sure, I dropped everything. I was like, nah, I'm about to go shake his hand. And that's exactly what I said. And I I was like, I I had to come say something to you. Yeah, you. And he instantly put his hands up. And Max Kellerman says it all the time. Won't take a compliment. He will not take one. He will. He refuses to take one. So um, when I shook his hand, I kind of did like a semi like half bow. And he kind of like grabbed my hand kind of tighter like, no, 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 no. And I kind of had to pull my hand away. and was like, you you see that over there in the middle of that floor? You, do you see that? You. That's, that's you. you. Like, that's you. That, this is why. And Doc Rivers started like laughing. And I'm sitting there and I kind of right. looked at Doc like, you see the way he tried to stop me? And Doc laughed. And Doc was like, we, we tell him all the time. Like. So those are the moments that I was kind of like, all right, when I saw Jerry West, when I saw Magic, when I got to speak to Woj, I was like, all right, this is enough. Like, for Jerry West to be the, that just goes to show that he's humble. 
For sure. Like, he's like, yeah, I might be on the logo, but I might be the logo. You know, I might have, like, gave players the, like, the go-ahead, like, let's do this. You know? Exactly. He's like, well, still, I'm still a regular person. I'm still, I'm, I might be Jay West the logo, but I'm still Jay West. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and he said before that he thinks there are plenty of other players that deserve the logo. He said Kareem before. He's obviously said Jordan. Obviously. Uh, and even with newer players, he said Bron. Yeah. So I mean, he he has tried multiple times to give that title up. He doesn't want it. He I, said Shaq at one point because it's like there's so much in the, like there's so much that comes with the logo because it's like you are the face of the NBA. Like you're that logo. Like, sure enough. Like, who else is going to fit the description as being a logo? I mean, you could have said Jordan back in the day. Right. I mean, today's NBA, you could say LeBron only because he he does so much for the NBA, it don't even make sense. Like, but like, even then, I don't think, I don't think everybody would like the logo being changed. Yeah. Especially I, if it's LeBron. Exactly. That would, I, t- I told somebody that too. I was like, that would get so much hate. So much um, hate people be like, you know, Kobe fans. Kobe fans be like, should be Kobe. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan fans be like, should be Jordan. Jordan's the one. He's the yeah. goat. He's six and no. But I wonder you if know? if if LeBron fans would be okay with that if Jordan be or if Bron becomes the logo, but we take his name out of the greatest player of all time conversation. Because uh, think about it, we don't speak about Jerry West in that light. No, we don't. But that's only because where's his rings? How many rings does he have? Well, I mean, he's he can also say that he's the only player to win the NBA Finals when I didn't have to win the series. Uh, this is true. So, um, I mean, he also can say that as well. I mean, I don't – like, you. at the end of the day, you wouldn't be able to take Braun out of the GOAT conversation. You wouldn't. Like, his, his accolades already put him there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like – I mean, I like playing devil's advocate, and I, 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 I argue for Braun a lot. But um, you can definitely have a greatest of all time conversation and leave Braun out of it. I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you can. I disagree, man. I don't think you can because, look, it goes, like, all right, so you start off with Jordan, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and then who's next after that? Kobe. It can be, you can say Kareem. After that? After Jordan? Wait, time out. Are you talking about the person, the player who has who nobody has scored more points than in the NBA? Are you talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, I'm talking about like like the person who won rings in Milwaukee and won rings in I know LA. You're who, not talking about that. I know one. who Kareem is. Listen to me. I know who he is. Okay. I know who he is. Obviously. Okay. I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I know who he is. That's funny. But I'm talking about like era wise. Like but see, after Jordan. The era after There are Jordan. some people Yeah, and there are some people that honestly I, I'm I'm gonna put it this way. Let's say that you have your five greatest players of all time. Let's say five. Okay. Some can say Jordan. Okay. Some can say, and, I, and I'm going to leave out the Wilts and the Bill Russells for for um, reasons that we obviously always talk about, different day and age, yeah. different competition level, yeah. different number of play, uh, teams in the league, all those different reasons. Of course. Um, so let's say, let's say Jordan. Yep. Let's say Kareem. Okay. Let's say Magic. Okay. Some people say Shaq. Okay. Some people say Duncan because he was the most fundamentally sound. Some people say Duncan. The fundamental. Big, exactly, big fundamental, and this one I actually agree with. The dream, I don't. I feel like if you're building a top five of all time, I tell people all the time, pick your five. I don't care. As a matter of fact, I'll give you three choices at center, and I promise you still won't pick mine. And most people still don't pick Akeem Olajuwon, and I'm like beautiful. If I could pick my team, give me Penny Hardaway at the point and Akeem Olajuwon. I don't care the rest. I'll figure it out. You know why? 
because everybody feels like Shaq is better than Hakeem. Because he was just super dominant. But, I mean, I, I look at Hakeem Olajuwon, and I, I've never seen David Robinson look as foolish as he did on the court when he guarded Hakeem Olajuwon. Mm. I stand by that. I don't think I've ever mm. seen David Robinson look uncomfortable on a basketball floor until he had to guard the dream. And he was kind of like, Ugh. I mean, hey. So just just from the okay. names that I just gave, I gave you six names. You did. Just from the names that I gave you, let's say you pick three of those, any of those three. You could have a detailed conversation and never bring Braun up. All right. I just said you could. All and like right. I said, me personally, yeah. I would throw Braun in yeah. there mainly because of the Cleveland ring. Yeah. That that's that was different. But um you let's not get away from the fact that you could have the conversation without Brian. I don't that's like saying you can have the conversation without Kobe. You can. That's tough. You can't out of the names that I just gave you? Out of the names you just gave me, yeah, I see that. But you gotta you can't I, like these are players that you can't leave out. You get what I'm saying? Like True. I mean, I'll put it this way. Maybe maybe the, and you might laugh, but maybe the Kobe one was a stretch. Cause I mean, I hate to be that guy, it's but if five. you're still counting rings, exactly. If you're still counting rings, it's five. You could forget it. I don't want to say you forget, but you cannot count a guy with three. Dwayne Wade has three. We're not counting him in that either. And he could have been the best two guard of his time behind Kobe. I mean, the only reason why people don't count Dwayne Wade is because, well, he's he's obviously the third, the third best shooting guard of like I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Like. Out of Michael Jordan and Kobe, like the way Wade falls third. Um, mm. But I just, I just. Are you I sure though? Well, the reason, reason being because I, 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 I again, I like playing I, devil's advocate. Um, I don't agree with this one, but well, I, I have heard certain people say, uh, of course, low was differently, uh, or I guess like load in terms of what they had to carry was different, but. Considering what he did overseas and considering that we, the NBA got him later, a lot of people say Manu Ginobili is actually higher on that list than most people give him credit for. Because Greg Popovich managed everything that had to do with Manu because, like Tony, he came over here with years already on him. Yeah, I'm not I'm not discounting Manu, but he's for sure not top three shooting guards of all time. I just, I, I'm talking about arguments that I've heard before, but that oh, was just yeah. a name that I just randomly thought about. Mm-hmm. But when I first said really, I thought about AI because people don't consider him a point. I, he's not, and he wasn't. But I gotta consider him a point guard because he played like a point. Like everything he had, it was point guard. He just had the ball in his hand. Like he just had it. He, <laughs> he had just had the, the ball in his hand. He had the dribbles. Like uh-huh. what two guard you know has that? Like handles like that. Handles. What two guard? What yeah, two that's guard? That's a good one. That's like, a good one. You don't like. I mean, he could score. Obviously, mm-hmm. Lou Williams, score. Jamal Crawford. That's where I'm at with it. That's those are the two I got for okay. you. Okay, Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford. That's why. Okay, got. that's that's okay. That's that's the only two I got. That's, okay, I, I can't <laughs> argue with that one. Okay, I can't argue with JC that one. might have the best crossover never I, talked okay, about. Okay, I can't I can't argue that one. But <laughs> but like like those like I just feel like you can't just because of the Cleveland ring. Mm-hmm. You really can't take him. That's not even including the Miami rings. But because of the Cleveland ring, you can't take him out of so that. So if you throw Brian in that conversation to the six people that I just named, who are you taking out? Uh, all right, give me your five again. <laughs> give, give <laughs> all right, well, I, and, and honestly, I and guys, I'm, I guys and see, I'm trying to think about some people that's like even that's different. But, okay, let's say, let's say 
Jordan. Okay. Jordan. Let's say I'm gonna leave Duncan out of it. Actually. Oh, actually, yeah, I would have. I would have. I would probably have to take him out because you already got. You already got like uh, over two, Duncan. Three bigs. But Duncan has Duncan's two and one in the finals against Bron. Hey, that's fine and dandy and all. Like that. That's you know what I'm saying. Like I'm that's just saying. that's cool and all. But if it's if it's only rings. There's only like a couple. If, it, if we're only discussing rings, Kobe's definitely in that discussion. If it's only rings, Kobe's I'm not talking in that about only rings though. That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying. So you gotta take Duncan out of that. But continue because on. of what impact? Because I, I don't think you can say that either. What? Because of impact? They have the same level of impact. That's what I'm saying. So like, if you go to the okay, same level well, of I, impact, I say, then did you go to one on one matchup? Because what big be like? Oh, I want to be like. I want to be like Tim Duncan. A lot of them. I don't. I, I ain't. As fundamentally sound, a lot of them. Probably the one thing that I will say, as the one dominant for bigs, they want to be like Shaq. Because well, no, Shaq was, and and this is where I have to get people <laughs> like I have to this because like, this this is going back to my because <laughs> like, this goes back to my Hakeem Olajuwon point. Shaq was physically imposing, and that, nobody could stand in front. You can't teach that. But that's what that's what players want to be like. But you can't teach that unless you're you seven one three hundred and sixty five pounds. <laughs> you can't do that. Draymond Green. I don't care how much you idolize Shaq. Guess what? You can't be Shaq. It just doesn't work that way. No, so man. wait, no, hold on, <laughs> Nah, hold on, because not nah. because the reason why I'm about the reason why I'm about the, I'm about to refute your point is because the Tim Duncan situation. Tim Duncan won MVPs. I, I think a lot of kids. Like Tim Duncan for the same reason that they like people like Steph Curry, for the same reason why they like uh people like Tom Brady, for the same reason why they like people like that, because they don't do things that capture your eye. KG was a big who could step out 18 to 24 feet, knock down a jumper, and then he was soaring to the rim, dunking from 15 feet out. Everybody's like, yo, he's he's different. And he's playing defense at a crazy level. And he's jumping in the passing lanes. Charles Barkley was grabbing boards, the round man a rebound, and that's one motion. I'm that's I'm good, getting to the I'm getting to the cup. To look at is KG. Uh, absolutely. KG might be my favorite four to ever play the game. The only person who I think can actually take that from him is AD, and I've told people that. Hey, um sure. But um, but yeah, but going back to that point, I think if you look at Tim Duncan winning MVPs, winning titles when he did. He was unstoppable behind something that you knew was coming. He's on the left block. Oh, he's about, oh, he's about to go over the left shoulder, right hook. If you knew that it was coming and you couldn't stop it, that's a little different for kids to grow up and be like, I want to be that guy. Why? He doesn't talk, number one. He plays defense. He's team first. He's not the highest that jumps off the ground. He's not the quickest. I can actually be Tim Duncan. I can't be Shaq. I mean, like... I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, and the only reason why, and again, like I said, I think Brian is in that conversation. But only thing I'm saying is that let's let's not. I I don't think I think some LeBron fans have to get over the fact that it's just like, oh, it's a given. LeBron is in there. If LeBron wins two more, if LeBron wins maybe even one more, then it's a given that LeBron is in that conversation. Nah, right now, I don't think it's a given. I'm not saying it's it's a given. Like I'm not saying you have to mention him. You, Absolutely, you, you really don't. But what I'm saying is like. Everything he's put to the game, like mm -hmm. you can check everything. This man is top ten in every category. Mm -hmm. Like you have sure. to, you have to look at those things. Like and like you got to think about what he's done over the game. Like who's made, who's made it to when wins, wins and losses don't matter right now. But like <laughs> that's all we play for, but it don't but, matter. But, no, it don't matter right now about what the statement I'm gonna make. 
But who's I'm been listening. to the finals eight straight times? D- d- unparalleled. You're absolutely right. Like I'll give you that. Like I mean, Jordan could have did it if, if Kawhi retired. stays in. If Kawhi stays in Toronto, who's to say? No, because you got Brooklyn, but um, and Philly and Boston. But uh, look, who's to say? Okay, true. But look, man, like eight straight. Yeah, that was crazy. The only, only person that could have done that was MJ. I agree. If he don't, and he would have done it if it wasn't for Kim getting his two when he left. Um, yeah, yeah, like. I, which is another thing about Hakeem Olajuwon like, that people on. do not talk about. That man is a back-to-back champ. But all right, that's neither here nor there. That's Robert Ory's first two rings. People like to talk about his three-peat with the Lakers. <laughs> that three-peat actually gave him five. But, um, again, and see, he's not even there. mentioning the top. Yeah. So it's like, Absolutely not, because Robert Ory wasn't – come on now. Let's but, not do that. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, You're going to make me sound like a hater. Let's not like, do that. Pe- people, people mention all the rings, but then there's like people around the league that Absolutely. got more rings than – more rings than Kobe, more rings yeah. than, than than MJ or Penny Hardaway or might be one of my favorite rings, players like, of all time. Like, he doesn't have one. Mm. I think Penny is probably, and I tell people all the time, like all those crazy pictures about Derrick Rose, uh, Tracy McGrady, Brandon Roy, Penny Hardaway. Even if Penny Hardaway is not there, Mike Miller, Grant Hill, who would be this. the best without injuries? Penny, Penny Hardaway, Hardaway. They would have won a championship if Penny don't get hurt. Absolutely, with Shaq and people. <laughs> And if that Shaq and Penny forget, team, people forget that same team took out MJ. That was actually my point that I was getting to. People forget <laughs> like, that that actual team with like, Dennis Scott, with Horace Grant, like that same team <laughs> took out y'all Jordan led Bulls. But all right, that's um, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. That's why I tell you all the time: let me get a prime Hakeem Olajuwon and a healthy Penny. I don't care who your point guard or your five is. Beat that pick and roll. Um, I gotta. My point guard, man, I gotta go with AI. Like, I mm. gotta go with AI, especially when he went and played in Denver. Like, it's either him or maybe that was his first time around talent, though. So I don't even know if I him. want that AI. No, I wouldn't want that. I want Philly AI. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's either him or Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups. Yeah, man. If you want a professional point guard, you 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 might go to Chauncey Rock. And I, I'm I'm going Chris Paul. I don't care about rings. I don't care about anything. Chris Paul rings. might be the best. That is true. Chris Paul might be the best point guard that I've seen with my eyes. Oh, best point guard? In terms of what you want a point guard to do? Absolutely. I'm. Yeah, I don't think too many people can change my mind on that. In terms of pure point guard. Pure. In terms of if I'm building my team, and, and I, I've been on record saying for years since middle school, I think, that Carmelo and Chris Paul have always struck me as those superstars that would retire without rings. Nah. I think okay. I think Melo gets one soon. Okay. You I just hoping Andy comes to look. Look, man, that that is true, <laughs> man. Because look, man, I grew up in Denver. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I grew up so in, you know about that. in Colorado. So it's like I know you know what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. what he can bring to the table. I know Melo. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like ah. I would love for Melo to get one. That goes without saying. Like exactly like I'm like Brown might be my favorite player. Mm-hmm. But I have, man, Melo was, like, my closet before, like, I had bronze. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I had Melo jerseys, Melo shoes. I, I was, think like, everybody Melo all out. I wanted the braids like Melo. Man, what? That's funny. I feel like Melo, if Melo, if Melo gets a ring, man, it'll be more deserving than LeBron's rings. The first two. 
more deserving. I, I mean, well, especially considering what he's been through the past couple of years. I mean, the same yeah, would go with like, Chris Paul. Um, Chris if Paul Katie too, didn't man. win one in Golden State, I think you would kind of look at that and, and and let's say he won one in Brooklyn. But even back to that greatest player of all time quote, let's say <laughs> let's say Katie wins back to back titles in Brooklyn. Mm. And Katie actually dethroned because he right now is looking like possibly the only player, if depending on how longer how much longer LeBron plays, that can actually catch Kareem. Mm. If Katie wins back to back titles with Brooklyn after winning back to back titles in Golden State, <laughs> and let's say that he um, that he eclipses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think you have a legit reason to say that Katie is a better player all time than LeBron. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, it, it depends on what Bron do. So like say if Bron say if Bron win win another ring, that's mm-hmm. four. You know what I'm saying? That's tied up. Say KD win that back to back in Brooklyn. I don't say he'd be a better player. You said wait. You said it would be tied after that. Tied yeah, or wise? Like, like if yeah, like if if Bron, KD wins back to back, that's four rings. Bron only has three though. But I said if Brown wins one. Oh, if Brown wins one more with eight, yeah, 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 that's four. Then yeah, four and four. four and but four. if KD is the number one scorer of all time, and that's they're tough. one and one against each other in the finals, well, I mean, you can say two and one, but even that last year was. I don't even. Yeah, nobody really counts that last year. That that sweep was different. You know, I, shout out to <laughs> I. I'm gonna keep real, man. Shout out to Brown. He averaged oh, a double double, man. Absolutely. <laughs> nobody can nobody can take away like nobody's taking away Brian's greatness, nah, Brian's legacy. Like, like that is like do you know how hard that is? Absolutely. Eleven rebounds, twelve assists, and almost and almost well, averaging fifty points. <laughs> I mean, have we expected anything less though from Brian? No, 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 no. You don't expect less. You expect Nah, that's that's you, yeah, that's the crazy you, like, part. You expect those numbers, but like you gotta. I just. Th- I just think you gotta salute that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had to realize, like, after watching WNBA, like, mm-hmm. you gotta realize how skilled basketball players are. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But again, I don't think KD can live up to being in that conversation. I don't think he wants to be in that conversation. The greatest player of all time. Yeah. I think they're doing it wrong if you don't want to be mentioned in that light. I if think you're he playing. wants to. But, um, I think he wants to be in the light of like the greatest shooter. The greatest ISO player, because you know, like everybody, or the greatest his, score. Yeah, I can see that. But even then, you have to win. You have to win along with it. I feel like it, I, the reason why I say that is because, of course, Brian is a special type of 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 enigma, bringing Cleveland their only title, um, bringing Cleveland their their only basketball title, kind of the same way to, um, Kawhi did like with Toronto. But it's di- exactly, and it's <laughs> only breaking that championship drop. But it's it's. Different with Bronze only because he's from there, and that's he he promised that he since promised he was in high school. Since, yeah, like, so um, that wouldn't obviously holds. I think emotionally, I don't think another sports story might beat that. Like and just they were ever. Down 3-1. On top of that, seventy three win team, a lot went into that story. Exactly. That's a, that's a thirty for thirty, e sixty, whatever you want to call it right now. Um, but just the idea of the Knicks being the mecca, the Knicks in Madison Square Garden being the mecca. KD going to Brooklyn, winning back-to-back titles, flipping New York City on his ear and becoming a Nets town. And now for the next 30 years, we're talking about our kids liking the Nets or liking the idea of the Nets more than the idea of the Knicks, which is like the opposite of what we were kind of raised to be and the generation before us was raised to be, or at least to to think of New York that way. Think about it if, if 30 years from now, 
everybody who is coming up in the state of 